If you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Titus chapter 3. The book of Titus chapter 3 and verse number 9. We will wrap up our study here through the book of Titus. This is God's blueprint for the New Testament church. And this morning I want to preach on this thought on uh, the tale of three men. The tale of three men. And really it is three types of men that are mentioned. And I want to examine them from scripture this morning uh, just for a moment. And Lord willing we won't be too long. In Titus chapter 3. Verse number 9, the Bible says, But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and striving about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. When I send Artemis to you, or Tychicus, be diligent to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Send Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey with haste, that they may lack nothing. Let our people also learn to maintain good works, to meet urgent needs, that they may not be unfruitful. All who are with me greet you, Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. There are three types of individuals that are mentioned here in Scripture. And the first one that I want to look at is found in verse number 10. And the Bible says to reject a divisive man. Or as some, I think the King James says, a heretic. Those who are uh, opposed to... What is right, it literally means one who causes divisions, worldly-minded or devoid of the spirit. It is said that when the British and French were fighting in Canada in the 1750s, Admiral Phipps, commander of the British fleet, was told to anchor outside of Quebec. He was given orders to wait for the British to, uh, land forces to arrive and to support them when they attacked the city. Phipps' navy arrived early, and as the admiral awaited, he became annoyed by the statutes of the saints that adorned the towers of a nearby cathedral. So he commanded his men to shoot them with the ship's cannons. No one knows how many rounds were fired or how um, many statues were knocked out, but when the land forces did arrive and the signal was given to attack, the admiral was of no help because he had used all of his ammunition shooting at the saints. Sometimes that can happen so in our lives we encounter divisive people. Have you ever met someone who was just divisive? Who wanted to cause conflict? To turn things upside down? Jude chapter 17 through 19, it says, But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you in the last time there will be mockers, followers after their own ungodly lust. Those who are twisted 
with themselves or consumed with themselves, those who are only concerned about their own will, their own way, and so because, because uh, they caused uh, division and derision within a group or a church or even within a home or a family. If one spouse is divisive, it can tear apart a good home. And so the Bible says here that we should uh, be careful and reject those who are divisive, who after going to them time and time again, they refuse to fall into unity or to, to stop creating division. There are two characteristics that are mentioned here that I believe uh, deal with the divisive person. And the first is that they twist the truth. The word for warped means to turn inside out or to change for the worse. They literally, the divisive person here, uh, it, it means that they are warped or that they turn things inside out, that they, uh, they change things for the worse. They're the type of individual who says, listen, I don't know what your motives are, but regardless, I'm pretty sure they're bad. They're always looking for the negative or the worst in things, and they twist the truth, no matter what it is, to cause division. And the Bible says we ought to be careful of these individuals. This is God's blueprint for the New Testament church, and so we must learn to be careful for those who are divisive, and more so even than worrying about others that are divisive. The Bible says each man examine his own heart. We ought to examine ourselves. Are we divisive or are we unifying for the things of God? Second of all, we find that their words or deeds will condemn them all their self. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 18 and 19, the Bible says, Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. And the multitude of words is sin, word sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs 18, 6 and 7, the Bible says, A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. I don't know about you, but I would not want to be a fool. I wouldn't want to be mocked or labeled as one who is unwise or who is foolish in their ways. And so the Bible says that, uh, that those who uh, have lying lips or who sp uh, the Bible says spread slander is the fool. Those who are trying to cause division, who try to come between uh, best of friends or between husbands and wives or between uh, people within a church or, be or between family members, those who would in interject their opinion or their words to try to tear people apart, the Bible says they're a fool, they're divisive. And so the Bible says here that we should avoid dissension. And so this is the first man that we see is those who are divisive. But I really want to come down to verse number 12 and, uh, and to begin look here at Paul's final message to Titus. In verse number 13, he says, Send Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their journey with haste that they may lack nothing. Here we have Apollos. He is the, uh, uh, the disengaged man. We have the divisive man, but here we have the disengaged man. Apollos here is mentioned just a couple of times throughout Scripture. We have very little to know about Apollos. 
The Bible does not give us his, back, his background. Uh, very little do we know about it. We don't know what country he was from. We don't know uh, what part of the region. We don't know his, uh, much about him. But we know just a couple of verses that the Bible has given us as to give us some insight into this man named Apollos. Look at me in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 12. Here we find that the Bible says, Now concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to come to you with the brethren. Watch this. But he was quite unwilling to come at this time. However, he will come when he has a convenient time. Paul says, listen, I, I tried to get Apollos to go. I tried to get him to, to, to come to you with the brethren. I tried to get him engaged in the word and the ministry of God. I did my best to, I, I, I begged of Apollos, Apollos, would you get involved in the ministry and the work of God? Paul says, what was his response? He said, I'll come when I have a convenient time. Paul, I, I, I want to go. I want to work, but it's just not a very convenient time. I wonder how many of us say the same thing to God. God, I want to work for you. God, I want to serve you. Lord, I, I want to come to Sunday school. Lord, I, I want to get back involved with the choir. I want to get back involved with the outreach. I want to help with uh, you fill in the blanks. I, I would like to do these things, but it's just not convenient right now. We're disengaged. We're disengaged from the ministry and the work of God. And, and here we have Apollos. He had misplaced priorities in his life. He had misplaced his priorities. The Bible says, Paul says, he was quite unwilling to come. It's not that Apollos was, he tried to, but he couldn't. He was unwilling. His will was against it. He said, no, Paul, I will not go. I will not help the brethren. I have my own things to attend to. The disengaged man. The disengaged man is not as destructive as a divisive man, but he's really no more help either. The divisive man tears down, but the disengaged man, he doesn't really tear down, but he does not build up. He says, listen, I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be half in. But I'm really not going to wholeheartedly sell out to God and place my life in God's hands and say, God, I'll do whatever you're willing. He was there, but he was not willing to serve. So he has misplaced priorities. But then second of all, here in Titus chapter 3, we find something else. The Bible says, Sinzenus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey with haste that they may lack 
nothing. Paul is telling Titus, he's saying, listen, Titus, I, I really need Apollos now. Send him with hate. He has to we need him. We need him to be involved. Send him with haste and make sure he lacks nothing. Paul said, he had misplaced priorities, but because he's been disengaged, he's ill-prepared. We need him, but Titus, you're going to have to equip him. He's not equipped. He... Titus, make sure you send him with haze, but make sure you give him the provisions that he needs, that he's fully equipped because he's not ready to come. Meet his needs. And that's the problem when we are disengaged with God, when we are not completely sold out to him. Even when the time comes, when we finally say, God, I'm willing to serve. Lord, okay, now I've got my affairs in order. God, I, I, I took care of myself. Lord, now I'm willing to serve. If we've been disengaged with God, our hearts will not be ready. We should labor, study to show ourselves approved. We should be engaging the word of God. We should be engaged in every way that we can with the things of God. So that when God comes looking for someone to stand up and to fill the gap and to work, that we are ready, that we stand prepared to do the work that God has called us to. But Apollos was disengaged. Then in verse number 12, we have the third type of man. We've seen the divisive man. We've seen the dependable man. But watch verse number 12. When I send Artemis to you, or Tychicus, be diligent to come to be at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Again, we know very little of Artemis, but this man by the name of Tychicus, we have a few things about him in Scripture that are mentioned. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 21, the Bible says, But that you also may know my affairs and how I am doing. Tychicus, watch this, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will make all things known to you. We have the divisive man. We have the disengaged man. But thirdly, we have the dependable man. The one who is involved. The one who is doing what he is supposed to do. Who is being faithful. The Bible says he is a faithful minister in the Lord. The dependable man is faithful. You know what I want to be in my life? I just want to be faithful to what God has for me. I want to be faithful to what God has. Now, I may never be the pastor whose name is in headlights and on the front of magazines. The Baptist reflector or Christian index may never write a report about me. And that's all right. But what is most important is that I'm faithful to what and who God has called me to be. Are you faithful? 
See, in the Bible, we have the story that God gave some ten talents, some five, another one. And I don't know what God has in my life and yours. Maybe he has ten talents, maybe he gave us just the one. But what is important is that we're faithful with what he's given us. Tychicus was dependable because he was faithful. He was faithful to be there when Paul needed him. And from Ephesians to Colossians all the way to Titus, we find that Tychicus was again and again found being faithful to do what God had called him to do. This morning, I want to say thank you to, uh, to Grumpy and for all y'all do with that. The youth, I'm glad y'all are in here this morning. I'm glad you're able to finally get in church uh, for yourselves, not just being with the youth. It's important. Brother Chris and Sister Kathy, they are tremendous blessings to our youth. We're blessed to have them. You know what I've seen with them in the short time I've been here? They've been faithful. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, throughout the week, anytime there's a need, they're here. You know what God wants from you and I? To be found faithful. Just to come in with a smile on our face, saying, isn't it good to serve God? God, I want to do whatever I Tychicus was dependable because he was faithful. But then in Colossians chapter 4, verse number 7, the Bible says, Tychicus, a beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me. He was faithful and he was trustworthy. He was trustworthy. Some of you own businesses, supervisors, and oversee other people. Is not faithfulness and trustworthiness more important than even talent? Just to have somebody that you can trust. That's hard to find. A trustworthy person might not get as much done as the, as, the, as the most talented person who's unfaithful or untrustworthy. But in the long run, you're going to get a lot further with them, aren't you? The U.S. Navy SEALs, they have a graph where they go with people's abilities and trustworthiness. And they would rather have someone who is moderately efficient but highly trustworthy than the person that is extremely efficient, low trustworthy. And they have a graph they draw out, and even the U.S. Navy SEALs, they, they prioritize trustworthiness more than anything. You know what God's looking for? He's looking for individuals who are trustworthy. 
who will just be dependable to say, Lord, I'm going to be faithful. I will tell you all the news about me. Paul said, listen, when I need someone to go and tell all the news and tell the story, he said, I'm going to mention this man by the name of Tychicus. We know very little about him. There's no big stories written about him in the Bible. There's no books named after him. But what we know about him is that he was faithful, he was trustworthy. You know what God wants from you and I? To be faithful and trustworthy. Regardless of what this world sees. You know the truth is today. Whether we are divisive. Whether we are disengaged. Or whether we are dependable. Usable by God. It's really a choice that we're going to have to make. We all have the ability and the potential to be all three. I can be divisive. I can be disengaged. It would be real easy to be disengaged in the work of God and just to get back and get lazy and get slothful. And, and so this I got other things I would rather do. We, we all can be disengaged. And we all can be divisive. Likewise, we all can be dependable and faithful to God. So we must make a choice. What will we do? Will we will be one that, that, that tears down? Will we be one that sits on the sidelines? Will we be one that gets involved, gets in the middle of the fight and says, listen, I'm going to carry my sword, I'm going to carry my cross and be faithful to God himself. Reminded of Joshua chapter 24 and verse number 15. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. We must make a choice. Will we serve our own ambitions? Will we serve our own priorities? Or will we say, Lord, I will choose God to serve you. God, I'm going to be engaged. God, I give my life. Pastor, what does God want most in my life? I don't have to get involved, Pastor. I put money in the offering plate. Praise the Lord. We need money in the offering plate. Praise the Lord for those that give. That's how the work of the ministry goes forward. But we cannot buy off our responsibility to serve. There is no substitute for being engaged in the work and the ministry of God. There's none. And the truth is, if we give God our heart, and if God, if He has the full control of our heart, then our wallet goes with it. Our talents and our abilities, and we have our heart. He has everything. So today I ask you, what will you be? Will you be the one that causes division? The Bible clearly tells us that those who are divisive, that 
the Bible says in Proverbs, a fool's mouth is his destruction. You know, sometimes you just have to feed people rope. Sooner or later, they'll take care of the problem themselves. Are you going to be divisive? Or are you going to work and labor to bring unity? Are you, going to, are you disengaged? Are you at church just going through the emotions? Or are you ready to say, Lord, I'm going to jump in the fire. God, I'm getting off the bench. I'm tired of being a bench warmer. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. What will you do? Today, we must make a choice. Who will we serve? Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you in prayer. God, I pray that you might speak to our hearts. Lord, as we've looked at Titus, Lord, it's been a... Lord, at times may be tough because your word convicts the heart. And yet, Lord, we know that, God, if we will follow your word, or that it's in our best interest. Lord, I don't know if there's someone here today, God, that maybe they've been called in division. Lord, maybe they've been gossiping. Lord, maybe they've been stirring up trouble. God, I pray that you would cause them, Lord, to repent of their sin. And Lord, put their heart and faith back in you where it should be. Lord, that they would be a, a beneficial part of the church. Lord, maybe there's that one here today, Lord, who has been disengaged. Lord, maybe they've just, from COVID and health and everything else, Lord, maybe through the trials and struggles of life, God, they've become disengaged. God, I pray that today you might call them back, Lord, to the fight. Lord, for those who have been dependable and faithful, God, I pray that you might continue to be their strength. Lord, may you have your hand upon them. In Christ, and we pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. We're going to sing in just a moment. But this morning, I wonder if God has spoke to your heart. The altar is open if you want to come down and pray. If that's you, you can come on and pray. If you want to pray right where you're sitting, that's all right. But do business with God. Make a choice today. And when you, would you choose Jesus?